Welcome to the Norton Cancer Institute Hopecast, a chance for those affected by cancer to speak their story, to hear their thoughts, their struggles, what makes them happy, and at the end of the day, what helped them get through it. This is part two of a three-part series on health equity. This episode, we're going to focus on our diverse Hispanic, Spanish, Brazilian, and Latinx patients and families we serve here at Norton Healthcare. We will be talking with some more of our community medical directors from the Institute for Health Equity, Dr. Maria Nota, Dr. Stephen Patton, medical student Sadia Gohir, Jadir Gigi Rojas from La Clinica on Preston, and one of our current Norton Cancer Institute patients named Maria Garcia. My name is... Maria Garcia, and I'm from Mexico. I'm living here in the United States for 22 years, almost 23. I can live here more. I'll work on that. I am a current patient at Northern Cancer Institute. I have a leukemia, and this is my second time. I am a single mother of about five kids. I learned a lot of things in this hospital, but they teach me how to be strong. What I learned is Together can be stronger. Hope is mean everything. Everything. Hope is everything for me. They keep me strong. They keep me strong every day. And me and my kids. So like I tell my kids that all, all the time, we're stronger together. What I want to say is if you don't speak English enough, you guys teach me a lot. I learn a lot. I learn how to survive emotional, um, what is the word? Spirit, spiritually? Yeah, something like that. I know this is not easy for nobody, but we have to be strong, no matter what. We don't have a choice to be strong or, or be weak, but we have to decide to be strong. We have to. It's like I tell my kids, we have to be strong. We don't have a choice. When some people tell me, you're a strong woman, I don't have a choice. I had to be. If I want to survive about my cancer, I had to be strong. One day you can see me in hospital clothes. The next day you will see me in a dress and heels and makeup because I don't want to be in the same in the same picture every day. If you act like that, that means it's positive. You make the other people look at the cancer in a different way because everybody think, oh my goodness, I have a cancer and that already. You know, this is what I think before when they tell me that I have a cancer. But now I see the cancer the different way. And I read in a Bible, they say, be sick is not for that. They don't mean you go dead. They mean you have to learn. They mean you will learn something. And I keep that in my mind. And they help, they help me a lot. So you can decide who you want to be. Uh, maybe you don't decide to be sick or something like that but you can decide how you will live. I had to be strong, making my kids strong. Do you feel safe here? Oh yeah, 100%, 100%. I tell everybody, <laughs> when I come here to see the doctor still, I, I tell everybody, I'm going to see my man. The man that never lied to me. <laughs> yeah, so I feel, I feel really safe here. I love my doctors. But I know um, this was the same to make you feel good. They have a lot of good works to make you feel good. The sample the other day, I feel down. And Chris told me, Maria, he got you. And me go home, relax. 
As a music therapist, I do whatever I can to help our patients feel relaxed, comfortable, safe. It's what we do here at Norton Healthcare. It is our mission. It is part of our values. So that is why La Clinica on Preston exists. It's the first 100% bilingual practice. It's located in Okolona, and it's specifically to serve Louisville's Latinx community. Uh, my name is Shadira Rojas. Everybody knows me as Gigi. I've been for Norton, with Norton for more than uh, 10 years and uh, serve the community. That's, that's what we're here for. Tell me where we are. Uh, La Clinica Preston is the place where the community seeks when they need medical care. Dr. Polo and Ms. Portillo, our nurse practitioner, works closely with the community. They, we're here for them, that's what we serve. We are proud to be over La Clinica to provide medical care to everyone in need. Our community knows we're pretty much located in a good spot. Dr. Polo has been providing care for the community, the Louisville, the city, for more than 20 years. Everybody pretty much knows him and trusts in his care. Also, our personal is completely uh, a bilingual office, and we're proud to be able to communicate in our own language. We provide a lot of, we take care of their referrals as well and especially is that the offices for physical therapy, we refer them, other specialties up, you know, completely. We're really here for them. We hope the community understand that we're open to take care of their medical needs. Here's Dr. Stephen Patton, one of our community medical directors. Language is also a barrier. I've seen that we have translate, translator phones, which uh, has been a big help uh, getting the directions in Spanish and other languages has been a major um, breakthrough for us. Also having representation to those uh, different ethnicities that speak those different languages. Because language is more than just uh, the pronunciation and communication, but it's also about understanding the culture. And when you understand the culture of the people, you are able to help them a lot, a lot more. Just understanding that person A may have to come from bus route that's about five hours away they have to go from point a to point b to point c to point d in order to get there so if they come 20 minutes late to their appointment sometime we necessarily shouldn't mark them tardy but still see them because they couldn't help that situation also when you give them even give them a prescription or give them an order that same person that's on that bus route has to go to point a to point b to get to the pharmacy to go to the hospital so that one 20 minute visit that they took to get to you is really an all-day event for them and normally in those situations people don't have a job where they have insurance or they can take off time without getting points deducted from them and getting fired so that that becomes a very big deal and when you're talking about access to care or if you don't take the time to talk to your patients about their day sometime that's a real big thing because they really want to have a strong bond with their physician before they even open up to trust you to talk about some of the serious other morbidities or problems that they're facing in their day-to-day -day life in order to help them. So I think not only having those interpreters, but starting to understand that culture and starting to get representation to the people that you want to treat has been an enormous stride for Norton. To quote Dr. Juan Polo, who's an internal medicine physician at La Clinica Preston, he says, as members of the Latinx community ourselves, our dedicated staff understands the challenges and pressures these patients face around the language barrier. 
He continues, anxiety and depression are common in this population, but we feel that by establishing trust through meaningful, culturally sensitive connections, we can better serve these patients. Lee Duvina Portillo is the nurse practitioner at La Clinica, and she hopes to better connect with patients on a cultural level as someone who understands the stresses around navigating barriers to accessing primary and specialty care. To quote her, she says, by opening a practice based in the Hispanic community, patients will be more comfortable seeking out and establishing care with a provider who understands their culture and language. Now they can truly focus on their overall health and well-being. The ultimate goal is to improve health outcomes. I am Dr. Maria Fernanda Nota. I am a pediatrician, a pediatrician with Norton uh, Children Medical Group in Germantown. I am a Latina, original from Argentina. Latinx terminology is kind of new. Before we talk about which terminology would be the right way to use, let me clarify that we are a very, very diverse population. For some people will identify themselves as Hispanic, other people as Latino, Latinas, Latinx. Other people will say, well, I don't f identify myself in this way, but I like this way. So it's really difficult because as diverse as we are, are our values, political preference, religion. I would say, and this is just my impression, that younger generation are more familiar with the Latinx terminology. It's considered inclusive, but other people might not identify themselves as a Latinx. They might identify themselves as Hispanic. I personally prefer to use both. In that way, I integrate everybody. So Latinx, Hispanic, and I make sure that everybody feels comfortable with that terminology because it's really, really difficult to figure out which one could be the most appropriate. It really depends. There are so many differences. We're so diverse. There are generations differences. There are cultural differences. So very difficult to come up with one terminology that will include everybody. Again, keep in mind, let's say if I see a family from Spain, they speak Spanish, but it's not a Latin American country. So what we will use, Hispanic? They might not feel identified as Hispanic, they might feel identified as Europeans. So if I see a family from Brazil that is a Latin American country, but they don't speak Spanish, can we call them Hispanic? Who knows? So the best way to do is ask the person, how would you identify yourself? If you ask me, I am originally from Argentina. If you ask me about race, I would say I am white. If you ask me about ethnicity, I would say Hispanic. If you ask me in general, I would say I am an Argentinian American. So that's my personal self-identification. So it's different, it's diverse. So we have to be very careful with the terminology that we use to don't offend anybody and to include everybody. I moved to Louisville back in 1996 and I did my residency in pediatrics from 2003 to 2006. At that time, I was the only Latin pediatrician in our department and that gave me, gave me the opportunity to start working with the Latinx Hispanic community. So back then, we're talking about 2006, 2007, I used to see probably 10% of my population was Hispanic. And right now, 2022, 
100% of my population is Hispanic. So the Latinx Hispanic community in Louisville has grown amazingly and fast in the last 10, 15 years. We are seeing patients from different parts in Central America, South America, even from Spain, even families who are from a country that is in Latin America, but they don't speak Spanish, that is Brazil. So we are serving a large uh, Latinx Hispanic community here in Louisville. The most of my patients, my pediatric patients, come from Cuba, from Mexico. We are seeing more from Guatemala, El Salvador, some from Venezuela, but those are the, the countries that are more represented in my pediatric population here at Germantown. After all these years of seeing families who are immigrant, who are the most of them non-English speaking, or English is not the first language for them. They, those families face so many barriers in their access to healthcare. Those barriers uh, include definitely language barrier, linguistic barriers, but also cultural barriers. My name is Sadia Gohir. I'm a pharmacist and now a third year medical student, specifically with patients for whom English is a second language. As students, especially now that we're wearing masks, we try to improve our nonverbal communication skills. And that's something that we're, we're all working on is um, if there's a language barrier and there's a barrier with a physical barrier with the mask, we get better with maintaining eye contact, the way we stress certain words, using our hands to demonstrate things to help close the communication gaps. For, on the student end, we, thanks to COVID, are improving our um, just general nonverbal communication. Here's Dr. Noda. And many of our uh, Latino families, they also have a big, big barrier that is the insurance status. Many Hispanic Latino families, they do not have insurance, which add another barrier to access to healthcare. How we do in our office? In our Norton office, we finally gathered our phone tree with an option that say for Spanish press eight, para español presione el ocho, which will take these families directly to this, the, the whole phone tree in Spanish. Before that, it used to be this long, long, long message in, in English that if you don't understand English, you will, you will probably hang up after one second, but now it's so much better. So that option has really facilitated the access for these families to schedule appointments, to contact with providers, with, with medical assistance. So um, we're hoping that at some point, all the Norton practices will have that option for Spanish press this. Um, that has been a very good way to uh, overcome one of the barriers. And the other one that we are working on right now is to get my chart translated to Spanish. So that has been another initiative that it really became very, very important when COVID-19 hit us because with the telehealth and video visit uh, that we really implemented strongly when, with COVID pandemic, my chart became really important. So my experience with my Latinx Hispanic families, they will download my chart. Uh, sometimes they will be able to send messages and those messages are in Spanish. So right now my biggest need is to have somebody in my 
practice who can read Spanish and understand those messages. So uh, we have been working with our medical assistants try to kind of screen those messages and some of them definitely will come to me. Um, and I was, um, I am able to answer those messages in Spanish. So having my chart translated to Spanish uh, would be another fantastic way to facilitate access. And on the cultural barriers are as important as language barrier. If you keep, keep in mind that language is a little portion of the communication, that be, but the biggest portion of the communication is body language, the way that we look, the way that we address our patients and their families. There are so many cultural differences and barriers that we also need to overcome. So how we can do better in that aspect? My main point would be to hire more bilingual, bicultural staff from front desk to medical clinical people. It's so nice and important for this family when they come to our clinics to see a face of somebody who looks like them, who speaks like them, who they might come from the same culture, the same country, because they feel in that way more supported and Welcome. We have been talking about uh, doing a culture, culturally sensitive training for our staff uh, in all the aspects. Keep in mind that some of these families will come from countries who have been over crisis, some can be victims of torture, and the way from their country of origin to here could be in many, many ways so traumatic for the children and themselves that trauma-informed care, cultural sensitive care would be another ways to overcome those barriers. And finally, I would say that insurance status plays a big role. Maybe not as big in pediatric population, but more in the adult population. So lack of insurance is another big determinant of, of health disparities. In that aspect, overcoming that barrier would be more difficult, but we're hoping that with La Clinica Preston and future plans of reaching out to the Latinx Hispanic communities might help in some way. So maybe development some system that is cost-effective for providers and for and friendly for patients. Different ways to we have we still have to work on. Tune in next month for part three. Thank you for listening to the Norton Cancer Institute Hopecast, casting hope out into our community.